not true, and uh, Ms. Keesman, as much as she might make these things up and say them, uh, they're about winning votes as opposed to actually stating the truth. The fact is, this is the first mayor of the last three that has actually met the annual targets, but I've clearly said they're not adequate. Now, Ms. Keesman touts a plan that will create 100,000 units in 10 years. Let me tell you what the people said who actually build those houses. The people who actually build those houses or those uh, units, affordable units, they describe the, the housing plan of 100,000 as doomed to failure and simply unrealistic. And I've been saying that throughout the campaign because when I went to the city staff and said how many units can we produce the answer they came back with was 30,000 over 10 years and they're talking about the availability of trades they're talking about uh, the approval process they're talking about land and a whole bunch of other things I told them that wasn't good enough and I wanted them to up that so they did increase it to 40,000 which means about 3,300 a year I'd love to do more but I don't want to make commitments to people or promises to people standing here to try and win votes as Ms. Keesmat is doing that can't be achieved and so I will look Selassie right in the eye and say that target of 40,000 over the next uh, 12 years will be met because I'm going to put every ounce of strength I have behind it and I'm going to invest in the partnerships with the other governments because we can't do this without them. I was a leader in all of the country in convincing the government of Canada to place a high priority once again on housing among all the mayors and with them and we did it and there's a lot of federal money coming our way now we have to use it to get the housing built but we can't be unrealistic in terms of targets that are you know what what is unrealistic it's unrealistic to say i'm going to turn the city into chocolate although that would be delicious <laughs> we need to make sure it's not unrealistic to say we have to house people and it's not unrealistic to say we can do it better and faster it just means investment and uh it, what are we going to invest in hospitals and jails because that's where people are going to end up or in our parks and what do you mean specifically we by investment in housing uh, well if, if what are the barriers i mean the mayor was talking about the the issues that are in the way of of building more housing and doing it faster. He mentioned land. Well, let's look at the land. What else can we do with our land? How can we free it up to build more housing? Zoning. Let's cut red tape a lot faster than we're doing it right now. Um, staff. We need to hire more staff if that's what it takes to get housing happening. Okay, Jennifer so Keesman, we you were a, a planner. I mean, is that all feasible to do on fast track? Well, absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I did before making this uh, campaign commitment, which is actually about transforming our city. And that's why it's bold. And that's why it's ambitious because we need to ensure that we're providing housing for everyone in the city. And amazingly, when we were a much smaller city 20 years ago, we built 8,000 units a year of affordable housing. There's no reason why we can't build 10 now. And the great thing is our industry partners are saying to me, they're calling me up every day and saying, we can do this. If the city releases its land, we can deliver the housing. So, so I have a question for you. We're actually going to cut off the segment you because were we're going to city planner. You were the chief city planner for three years before I even set foot in the city hall. Where was this plan? This, where was this bold plan? Where was any ambition to take it from even the thousand you didn't achieve during that time up to the number you're talking about today, which the people who build the houses say is not possible? Where was that plan under the previous mayor? Are you going to say that was a problem too? Where was your voice that okay. is so loud today now that you're I'm a political gonna, candidate? Let, where was your voice then on affordable housing and this, getting it done? This, this, this is amazing, Mr. Tory. It seems to me that you don't appreciate the opportunity and the power of a mayor to lead. 
And the mayor no, but I'm talking about before I got there. You were the chief planner. You make a big okay, deal of that, and rightly so. Where were you? The director of housing, and that was not my portfolio. Now we are out of time. Not my department. How many times have you seen that when you go somewhere? That's not my department. We're going to cut you off now. Sarah, I'd like to give you your minute. Thank you very much. Sarah, I'd like to give you your minute. Thank you, and I'm just going to apologize to the listening audience for all the bickering. I know that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear action. Toronto is a huge city. Uh, we have 2.8 million people. We're growing, but we we are a huge city. And I can tell you, since campaigning since May 1st, on transit, uh, on foot, uh, on bicycle, and talking to people, this city, and telling them how to pronounce my name, Kleimenhaga, but anyways, this city is huge. And there is space. And I think that's something that Jennifer has pointed out. There is space in this city to build housing. And we can do it. And that's the way we're going to make this city affordable, is by building housing, is by investing in transit. And it, But it's people don't want more condos. They don't want more sky-high sky towers, and they tell me that all the time. But they do want more housing. What we have in this city is sky-high towers and stable neighborhoods with single-family homes that almost any, that very few people can afford anymore. So we need to look at how we can create more housing in those stable neighborhoods in a way that still enhances our neighborhoods. And we need to look at what we can do for mid-rise. We always talk about why don't we have a more European style of development. Well, there's zoning reasons why that doesn't happen. Um, and so we need to, again, Look at our zoning and make it in concert with our talk, not against it. Sarah Kleiman-Haga, thank you very much for that. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you, Ms. Kiesmet. What about this European style and these mid-rises? Do you think that could work for Toronto? Well, the good news is that we are delivering a lot of mid-rise development in this city. We have over 62 mid-rise developments that are being built right now in the city, spread throughout the entire city. But the problem is we're not building affordable housing. That's the challenge. Well, and so we can change our urban form. We are changing our urban form. There's a tremendous amount of change happening in the city. But the problem here is leadership on affordable housing. That is the problem. And Mr. Tory has said on many occasions that the mayor's office is a symbolic one. And I disagree with him. I believe we need strong, decisive leadership. And with strong, decisive leadership and clarity, let's stop selling off our city-owned lands for luxury condos. And let's instead focus on using that land in order to build affordable housing. We can do this. It just takes will. It takes strong leadership. It's a leader who is decisive and makes this a key priority and also links this in to the other challenges we see in our city. It's about inclusion. It's about equity. It's also about using our transit in an excellent way. We have a transit system that we need to build out in every corner of the city, and we need to be using that transit infrastructure better by building more affordable housing. Affordable housing has been pushed right off the transit system. Building so what you're saying more is it would be affordable housing right along our transit system. Based on those transit hubs, Sarah, and I wanted you to uh, weigh in on this as well because housing is obviously a, an well, issue close to you. Thank you. Yes, well, first off, we need an actual definition of affordable housing. So under Ms. Kiesmatt's definition, affordable housing is 80% of market rate. And now, I don't know about you, but an apartment that's even a box shape downtown Toronto can go for $1,500, $1,600. 80% of market rate is not affordable. And to my and further to that, I haven't really heard you say much about Toronto community housing and ensuring that we actually have 
uh, conditions that are befitting for human habitation in TCHC. So I need to hear uh, a recognition that housing is a fundamental right. And I don't believe that two status quo career politicians really understand the struggles of working class people in this city every day. I will who come are to the defense of my colleague here in water. saying that neither of us are career politicians. We both had many other aspects to our career. And I don't think you're that matters anyway, but we're neither of us are career politicians. But well, having said that, very, the bottom line is, I'll just say in response to your precise question about Toronto Community Housing, under my leadership as mayor, we've got the first money ever from the provincial and federal governments to address the repair question. It's not enough, but it's a good start because before they were giving nothing. And I worked and I worked and I worked because I knew they had to share uh, this uh, responsibility of making sure the housing that we own uh, is, is proper and habitable for our residents. We have also put a record amount from the city into those repairs uh, during my time as mayor. So I think that is a very important question that you ask. And it's one that I'm proud that we've made some progress on with much more to do. All right, hang on. Uh, John, I'm just going to follow up on that here because I'm going to give you the floor for a minute uh, because Saren had mentioned Toronto community housing as a fundamental right. So uh, under the rubric of making Toronto again more affordable, you have a minute to expound. Well, we've talked a lot about affordable housing and I've put forward what I believe to be a very realistic plan of 40,000 units over the next 12 years and that's backed up by our own staff who said to me 30,000 and I pushed them to do more. But there's no point in politicians or candidates putting forward unrealistic goals that just can't be achieved. That'll dash people's expectations. But it goes further than that. I have taken steps and we will take more going forward to make transit for kids 12 and under free, to create uh, with the approval of the City Council a low-income fare pass. And then we come to taxes. And this is something we haven't heard a peep from Ms. Keysmat about yet. But one of the biggest bills that a lot of seniors and a lot of young people and a lot of other people get every year is from the City of Toronto for their property taxes and small businesses for their commercial taxes. And I have kept those tax increases at or below the rate of inflation for four years and will do so for the okay, next four years. And that's something to that that's very important to affordability in our city as okay, well. Okay, hang on. Uh, Saren uh, first and then Saren and I'll... Okay. Uh, throw it over to Jennifer Sarn and go ahead a response. I'm going to repeat what I said earlier is that the people of the City of Toronto cannot trust you, John Tory, to deliver. You've already indicated that you couldn't deliver on the hot plan, so how can anyone in good faith trust you to deliver now? And further to that, if we're talking about housing, we, you've already said you don't believe in free transit. You, I haven't heard you believe that housing is a fundamental human right. I haven't heard you demonstrate that you've improved police community relations during your tenure. So I really think now is a time for you to recognize, as you already have, that you're just not prepared to really advocate and represent the interests of working class people in the city. All right, let's get Sarah in here quickly. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm so glad that the mayor brought up the issue of taxes because I, I want to say when I've been all over the city, some people have talked about taxes, but most people have not. Most people have said, we don't, we're not investing in this city. And, you know, nobody likes taxes. Nobody wants to pay more money, but we are paying money. We're, again, we're paying hospitals. We're paying prisons. Our senior and, and our senior level of government are, are, have taxes. I mean, taxes are a fact of life, and they pay for our city. So if we're going to, again, have an election where we commit to not raising any taxes, despite what our budgetary needs are, we're already doomed to failure. So we're, you would raise taxes? Well, 
I would set our budget needs first. That's what we need to do. How much housing do we need? What do we need to spend on transportation? We set our budget needs first, and then we look at revenue. John, and that's I, what I we do. We out, don't hold the line on taxes without knowing years, what we need. We have raised taxes at the rate of inflation or below, had a surplus every year, and invested at the same time record amounts in the TTC, in Toronto Community Housing Repairs, in uh, child care, thousands of new child care subsidies, uh, in the library system. Record amounts of investment in all of those years because you don't have to have big tax increases to pay for big plans. And I you just can, have you can to challenge find ways to do these things. The and that's why manager, the partnerships with the other governments are so important, by the yeah. way, because they help us to fund okay, a John, lot please. of these things. The city manager I think we, said I think we, we need can't to go keep back going here. the way we are. The, okay. I, think, I think John is making it really, really clear that there is a choice here. There's a, a contrast between our leadership approaches and our aspirations for the city. We can build 100,000 units of rental housing that people in this city can afford. We can be aspirational. We have the expertise. Have you seen the cranes in the air in this city? The good news is our industry has made it very clear. We will build the housing. We will do it. We need the city to come to the table as a partner. So why is that under industry, Tories, why is that industry Ms. Keysmet, saying that your projection of 100,000 units is doomed to failure and simply unrealistic? Well, why I, are they I don't, saying that? I don't know who to go your friends are talking talk to, but I'm talking to people are. who build housing in this city every day. And what they are saying to me is we just need the land released. If the land is released, we have the expertise, we have the capacity, we can build affordable housing in this city. And if we release that land, it can actually happen quickly. What's holding up right now delivering affordable housing is the city. We can be bundling together properties and we can be putting those properties out to market and we can secure the housing at an affordable rent. We have we to get back this. to money because well, none you know of this is going to happen without money. We have to do is get back money. to mining the clock. Whoa, look at the time. I can't believe an hour's just flown by like that. But uh, I do think that there's a whole lot to chew down on here. There uh, is. But in so doing, as we sort of uh, look back on how many topics we uh, touched on, uh, we want to thank everybody for coming in. Thank and, you. Uh, and the entire debate is going to be streamed, uh, is going to be online on globalnews.ca as well. You'll also have highlights on Global News Toronto at 5.30 and 6. And Election Day is October 22nd. No, no doubt there's going to be plenty more to talk about between now and then. Keep listening. Danny Longo's up next with a news update. And on the other side, we'll have more of The Oakley Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.